So today we're going to talk about praying to avoid temptation. And uh, just a little reminder from from last week, you know, we talked about, you know, how God wants us to be back to the basics, how God wants us to, to focus on His love, on His Word, and also on prayer. And we, you know, just remember that, that keep that always in, in your mind and in your heart as, um, you know, always focus on God's love, on His on His Word, and on prayer. And if you do that, we're going to be okay. And, um, you know, I want you to understand something. You guys have something that is so valuable. Each and every one of us holds something that is just extremely valuable, and that's the Word of God. The Word of God is more valuable than any fame, riches, or anything that's out there. The Word of God is just more valuable. And I, I, when I was writing this, I thought of that movie, Castaway, if you've seen it from some years ago with uh, Tom Hanks, where he has a... He works for Federal Express, and he has a um, plane crash, and he ends up on this island, and and he's just stuck out there for years, and doesn't you know he ends up having a friend, Mr. Wilson. If you've seen the movie, you remember that, and all that was is a Wilson brand volleyball that had blood on it, and it looked like a face, and that became like his friend, and and he would talk to this ball, and and so that that little friend of his became more valuable than anything while he was sitting out there in this movie. And so no amount of money or anything could have been more valuable than even that, that Mr. Wilson for him. And so in that situation, you know, the most valuable thing for him was, was that. So there are situations where the things that we always look at as, you know, money, fame, things like that, you know, th those things don't matter. What matters is the Word of God. If I was stuck on an island like that, the one item that I would want to have is the, the Scriptures, the Bible. You know, and, and we wouldn't need a, a Mr. Wilson because we have God, you know, and we have a relationship with God. So the thing that's more important and more valuable to us, and we need to understand the value of it, is understand that the Word of God is worth more than gold, worth, worth more than any riches that are out there, and we have that. So we have something that is extremely valuable, and I want you guys to, to really understand that. So I want to talk about temptations a little bit. Temptation is something that we struggle with all the time. Time and time again, we have temptations, and then sometimes we fall to those temptations, and, and we tend to beat ourselves up about it when we do, and, and we just, you know, we, we, we guilt ourselves, we have trouble with it, and, and we, 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 we need to find a way to continue to fight against these temptations and struggles, and, and we do. The way to overcome this is by renewing our mind with the Word of God. Roman tells us that we renew our mind by, by reading the Word. And so when we read the Word of God, we can renew our minds daily. So when temptations come, when things come to come against us, if we are renewing our minds, if you're re renewing our minds, then uh, we can... Um, I'm sorry, I got a little distracted here with, with a little note. But if, you, um, if we renew our minds by the Word of God then we're going to be okay to fight against temptations and things that come at us. So my desire for each one of you is that we just consume ourselves with the Word of God in a way that when we come against the schemes and the attacks of the evil one, we're, we're ready, and we're ready to fight this spiritual warfare that we're in. You know, we have um, everything we need given to us by examples by God Himself. And I want to read a scripture here that shows... Jesus on the Mount of Olives when he goes to pray, and it gives us a good example of how we can, um, we can fight these temptations of any kind. So if you have your scriptures, if you have your Bible, and you go to Luke chapter 22, we're going to read verse 39 
through 46. And it's when Jesus goes to pray on the Mount of Olives. Now verse 39 says, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them and knelt down and prayed. He said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Now an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. And when he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. And he says, Why are you sleeping? He asked them. He says, Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Now in this situation, Jesus knows that his time on earth is coming to an end. He, he knows that he's about to go to the cross and he's going to have to endure that. And he takes time to warn his disciples. He says, he, he tells them, pray so that you don't fall into temptation. Pray so that you don't fall into temptation. And then Jesus goes off and, and, and goes off to pray and to endure the things that he's going to endure. Now, when we think about mortality, when we think about death, we don't know a whole lot about it because we haven't passed through that, but we know what the Scripture teaches us about it. We know that death will not hold us back from being in the presence of God. We know what the Scripture says, that we will experience the glory of God, but it's an experience that we don't know anything about. So, so we get a little worried about it. We, we, we get maybe even a little scared, but there's somebody who has been to the other side and can tell us about it, and that's Christ. And that's Jesus himself. And, and we know that at the end it's going to be okay, and we're going to be in the glory of God. So Jesus faces this, 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 this time of death coming because he's going to have to go to the cross. And the way he faces it is by going to God and taking his concerns to God in prayer. He's in a tough situation. And, and, and he, he, he's concerned, and he takes it to God. And it reminds me of what the Scripture says in 1 Peter 5, 7, that cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. You know, we could be in the toughest situation and, and know that God cares for us, and if we would obey the Scriptures, we take our cares and, and anxieties to God because he cares and because he loves us. I can't stress how important it is to have that relationship with God. So when Jesus is having this crucial time in his in his in his life he goes and he spends time with God and I can't stress enough how important it is for us to do the same thing that when we're having struggles and we're going through different things to go to God and take everything to God and to grow our relationship with him because the closer we are to God the stronger we will be against temptations our, the, the weaker our relationship is with God the weaker we will be when temptations come so and understand that we need that and so when we face a difficult situation, we have to learn how to react. And sometimes we don't do that in the right way, but we have to learn how Jesus teaches us how to react. So, you know, may, maybe your life has seems like a failure to you. Some people feel like their life is just failure and they haven't been able to accomplish their dreams. You know, you look at your life and think, well, I would have liked to be here and, and, and I haven't been able to realize that, you know, or you just feel like everything is falling apart maybe. You know, or, or maybe you just can't stop sinning in your life and you're constantly feeling defeated. And sometimes the way we act when, when we're in these situations is, is we get mad. We have anger. You know, sometimes we have little pity parties and think, you know, oh, I just can't get through this. I'm just, you know, poor me. Or, or, we, or we're, we get withdrawn. We withdraw from everybody. And, and we also lose hope. 
And, and that's a way that people react. But reacting in this way is not going to help. Reacting in this way is not going to do a thing for you because the Bible tells us what will do something for us, and Jesus shows us that. And how do I know how, how we can react? It's because Jesus himself shows us. And I want to show you how Jesus reacts. When, when he was facing this terrible time, he did not get anger. He, he did not get angry. He did not lash out in anger knowing that he was about to go through one of the worst, the, the worst experience that somebody can go through. He did not lash out in anger. He was about to be hurt physically and spiritually because he was going to be separated from the Father along with having to face a physical death. So he didn't get angry. He didn't have a pity party. He didn't withdraw and he didn't lose hope. He stayed hopeful, and, he, and what he did was he was honest, and he just went to God honestly where he was and, and what he was feeling, and he says to God, and, and he says, Father, if you are willing, he says, take this cup from me. And he says that because it says if there's any way that he could not experience the wrath of God for the sin of mankind, he says, just take that from me. You know, Psalms 11.6 says, On the wicked he will rain fiery coals and burning sulfur. A scorching wind will be their lot. Jesus did not want to really experience the wrath of God. He didn't want to do that. And, and if it was up to himself, his own preferences, he wouldn't have done that. But, but he didn't just do it on his own, whatever he wanted. He did what the Father wanted. And verse 42 says, Yet not my will, but yours be done. And he says, God, not my will, but yours be done. And here we see Jesus submits to God. He submits 100% to God's plan and God's will. And this is the way that he accomplishes. And he says, Lord, if it's your will, do as you want and, and just do it if it's your will. Jesus is committed to God's plan above all else, above his own desires. And if that means suffering, so be it. If that means, you know, having to die, then so be it. But by relying on the prayer and communion with God, Jesus faces his, dark, he faces his darkest hour in, in a shining fashion. So in the midst of this darkness that he's about to endure, he has a reliance on, the, on, his, on his communion with God and on his talking with God, and it gets him through it. And Jesus has given us the formula that we need to overcome any situation. Understand that. Jesus right here gives us the formula that we need to overcome each and every situation. Tells us to cast our anxieties on him because he cares. You know, that word in Greek encompasses worry, anxiousness, and also concern. Concern for everything, small things, minor things, major things. Whatever is important to you is important to God. It might not be important to somebody else, but if it's important to you, it's important to God. And God says to cast our cares upon him. And so the way that we can overcome is by taking everything to God, by relying on our communication with God, relying on our communion with the Lord. And that's how we can get through our darkest hour shining, just how Jesus was shining. But maybe you're saying, well, you know, Jesus can do that because he's strong, he's God, and, and I'm just me, I'm just human. But let me tell you something about that. Jesus, yes, he's God, but he... He, he put that part aside and he became fully human, as the scripture tells us, so he can be just like us. And, and if you look, he needed help too. Let's look at the scripture and we'll see what happened when Jesus prays here. In verse 43, it says, An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. So Jesus needed to be strengthened. He needed help. He was feeling down. He was feeling 
just all kinds of ways, and he needed help. And an angel appears to him and strengthened him. Now, and being in anguish, he then prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. So because he needed help, because he was feeling the weight of all the sin, all our sins on his shoulders, then he, he needed help. So he prays to God, and God gives him strength. And when he sees the truth about God, when he kind of takes that step back, says, look, it's not about me. I'm just going to look at what God's doing, and he realizes the purpose of God. He begins to pray. He begins to pray hard. He begins to pray in a way that his sweat starts turning to blood. He was praying that hard. He was praying. And then when he rose from that prayer, in verse 45, it says, He went back to the disciples, and then he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. And he says, Why are you sleeping? He asked them. He says, Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Now, here's the second time he says this, to get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. You know, Jesus is praying hard. He's praying and praying and praying and praying. And his disciples are asleep from sorrow. And this is not a dig at the disciples. We, you know, may, we've all been in situations where we, we've had grief and we've had sorrow. And it's just been a long day of, of crying and grief and, and sorrow and crying and grief and sorrow. And then we get tired and, and we go to sleep. But Jesus tells them, why are you sleeping? He says, pray so that you will not fall into temptation. What Jesus does here is he's making everything about the spiritual. And I want you to pay attention to that. He wants us to focus on what is spiritual and not what on what is earthly. And that is one of Jesus' main things here. He wants us to focus on the things that are unseen because the things that are unseen are eternal and the things that are seen are temporary. You know, I... When I read this, I really appreciate that because a lot of times, I, that's something that I always try to do. I try to look at everything in a, in a spiritual way, and I get mocked by it a lot. You know, sometimes people tell me, you just want to make everything spiritual, everything spiritual. Why can't you just see it for what it is? And I'm like, no, because that's not what it is. There's always some spiritual aspect to it. And so, and so but I'm not in bad company because you know who did this? Jesus. And if I'm mocked for doing something that Jesus did, I'm not worried about it. So Jesus goes and he tries to look, he, he looks at the spiritual side of everything. And so I believe we need to do that too, to look past what we see and look at the spiritual. And there we will find the truth. So he says in 46, he says, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. To be able to survive suffering, rejection, death, persecution, we need to be alert. And we need to be praying. And Jesus knows that. And he gives us a warning here. You know, I, I'm not going to talk for much longer here. I'm going to make it short because I know it's hot and I'm getting ready to, to finish up. But there's a warning that God gives us here. And that warning is that we need to pray. Amen. We need to pray. We need to pray like we've never prayed before. We need to, to pray on top of all the prayers that we've been praying. We need to, to be able to be alert. And I know there's times when we feel like we just can't pray anymore. And we need to rely on one another. You know, I remember one instance when I was on a missionary trip with, uh, with my uncle, Pastor Orlando. And we were, there was a lot of spiritual attacks. And, and I, I couldn't pray. And I just, I was there and I said, look, pray for me. And I was like really falling asleep from ex exhaustion, spiritual exhaustion. But I, but I trusted that my brothers next to me were going to pray and it was going to be okay. So every now and then we need to pray for one another because we just can't do it anymore. And we need to rely on one another. 
We, we don't have all the strength. God has all the strength, and He gives us strength within each other to pray for one another. So we need to pray. We need to pray, and we, and, and we need to call on the Spirit of, uh, to, to give us strength. The Lord has given us the Holy Spirit. So when we pray, when we're exhausted, He strengthens us, just like God was strengthened by His angels. The Holy Spirit gives us strength to continue. And when we see that we have the Holy Spirit, when we see that when we take that step back, we should begin to pray in such a way that we're, we're, we're praying on fire for the Lord. We're, we're praying against the forces of evil. We're praying against the, the bondage of sin. We're praying for salvation for those who don't know Jesus. We're praying for our situations. We're, we're trusting in God. We need to be praying for our country. We need to be praying for the, the, the disease that's out there. We need to be praying that God bring healing, that God bring change. We need to be praying that God's will be done. But we need to be praying. That's the thing. We can't just pray just a little bit here and a little bit there. We need to be praying. So when the enemy comes at us and he raises his efforts and he raises his level of intensity, we have to raise our level of intensity to match that level of intensity. Think of it like, you know, the Bible, you know, makes everything kind of strategic like, like war. It makes everything like military style. And so in a, in a military battle, when the enemy comes at you with a certain amount of force, you bring more force to overcome that. You don't bring less force and expect to overcome that. In the same way, when, when the evil one comes at us and he raises, he raises his level of intensity, we have to raise our level of intensity. And we are in a situation here in our country and, and that, we, that level of intensity is high. And we have to raise our level of intensity when it comes to prayer. And Jesus is telling us that. And he tells us to pray so that we do not fall into temptation. You know, if you're faced with a temptation and you're about to fall into temptation, if you just take a, a moment to pray, you will get out of that. But if you don't pray, if you ignore it, you probably will fall to it. But if you take time to pray when temptation is right there, when you're feeling to do something that you shouldn't be doing, Take the time to pray, and you will see that God will give you a way out. He will empower you with the angels and armies of heaven and the Holy Spirit, and you will be able to overcome that temptation. Now, there's one more thing that I want to say. I told you it would be kind of short today. I know it's hot. There's one more thing that I want to say that the Lord revealed to me while I was, re while I was uh, writing this, this sermon, is that the spiritual situation here caused a physical manifestation. So understand that the spiritual situation caused a physical manifestation. Here we see that Jesus is going to the cross because the forces of evil, the forces of darkness that we read about in Ephesians, those same forces were at work here trying to kill Jesus. And, and they think that they're going to win the battle and kill Jesus and everything's going to be okay. But what they didn't realize is that they were being outsmarted by God. And they were being outsmarted by God. And Jesus dying on the cross was not a victory for them. It was ultimately their ultimate demise for them. As Jesus then rose from the dead and, and covered by the blood of Jesus took on all the sin. But praise Jesus. But pay attention to that That. A spiritual situation caused a physical manifestation. That spiritual situation caused Jesus to die, and, and it caused that. So in the same way, right now, what we're dealing with, there's spiritual 
forces that are causing physical manifestations. And I say that so that you can pay attention and, and fight against that. You know, I'm not going to get into what those are, but if you're not sure, take it to prayer and God will reveal to you what is happening. So in the world right now, we are seeing a lot of demonic movements that are starting to have a physical manifestation. And we need to understand that so that we can stand up as a church and pray together and raise that level of intensity against our adversary because we have Jesus on our side. God is on our side. And because God is with us, there's no weapon formed against us that can prosper. And people need to see God. People need to see God. And we need to train ourselves to look at things in a spiritual manner. We need to train ourselves to look past what we just see in front of us and see what's behind in a spiritual way. And that's what I believe that the Lord wants to tell us today. So, you know, God wants to do a mighty thing with us. He wants to use this church. He wants to use us, but He doesn't want to use us just so that we can have church he doesn't want to use us just so that we can put a new building here and, and fill it with people. He wants to use us so that we can advance His kingdom. He wants to use us so that we can bring glory to God. And how do we do that? By going out and speaking the Word of God. By going out and living the Word of God. By going out and being an example of how great God is. Letting people see the glory of God. And, and this is not a time where we have to just go easy. We have to be bold about it. Because I'm telling you, the enemy has been raising his level of fighting. And we have to raise our level of prayer. And that's how we fight against the evil one. Because he wants to depress us. He wants to keep us down. He wants us to, to, to feel like we're worthless. He wants all of that. But he's absolutely wrong. We are God's people. And we will be victorious in the name of Jesus. <coughs> so let us pray this morning and trust in the mighty power of the Word of God. And understand that what you have in your hands, what you have on your smartphones, you have the mighty hand and the mighty scripture of God in your, hand, in, in your hands. And, and you, you have something that is more valuable than anything that is out there, more powerful than anything that is out there. So I encourage you to read, I encourage you to pray, I encourage you to understand that the battle that we are up against is real and it's spiritual, but it is having physical manifestations. And we need to come together as a church and understand that and battle this together. So if, if you're hearing me on Facebook or, or even if you can hear me out here and you have never opened your heart to Jesus and you want to enlist in the armies of God and the church of God, then this is your time to do it. You know, this isn't a time where everything's just going to be all perfect and happy and great. No, this is a time where the church has to stand up and fight. A church has to pray. Things are happening. We have to pray. This isn't, this isn't just time to take it easy. It's time to stand up and be bold. We have to remember what, what God has called our church to do is to stand firm and to love God, love one another, and, and express that with a demonstration of the power of His Holy Spirit. Let us not forget that part. But if you have never accepted Christ, and you want to accept Christ this morning, all you have to do is recognize that He died on the cross for you, and that He rose from the dead so that you can be forgiven of your sins and be accepted into the kingdom of God. And for those of us who are here right now, I know that you're here because you want to seek God. 
I know that you're here because you're hungry for the Word of God. And I, and I just want you to understand, we are in a battle. We are in a big battle. It's a crucial time, but we will be victorious. But we have to be alert and we have to pray. We can't be sleeping at this time. Even if we're going through sorrows and even if we're going through terrible times, we cannot be sleeping. We have to be alert and we have to pray. We have to pray like we've never prayed before. We have to call on God like we've never called on Him before. And we have to go out and show this world what our God is all about. And we have to ask God to bring signs and wonders and miracles to His people so that God can be seen. We're seeing that in other countries. We're seeing that in countries that are less developed. Right now we're, 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 um, we're connecting with three different churches in Cuba and in that communist country of Cuba, the Word of God is spreading like crazy. The Word of God is spreading because why? Because there is such oppression to keep it down that the people are calling on the Word of God. And what will it take for us? Do we need to be oppressed like that? Are you waiting until the oppression is upon us so bad that we're just choked, that you finally are going to rise up and be a powerful people in the name of Jesus? I don't think we should wait that long. I think we should rise up now and start praying in the name of Jesus for victory and for God's hand to bring revival and change the lives of many people. The church should be filled with people just waiting and waiting and waiting to get in so that they can hear the Word of God, so that they can be saved. But it starts with every one of us, each one of us. It starts in our hearts. We need to pray more. And this is a call to action, if you will. You know, we need to be active, especially in prayer. We need to trust God and understand that the spiritual things that are happening are starting to manifest themselves physically. So let's pray and trust in God because also when we pray, it manifests physically too. Because the mighty hand of God is mighty and more powerful than anything that is out there. More powerful. Think of that bomb you just saw recently in Beirut that just exploded and it just kind of, you know, that's, that's powerful. But no, that doesn't compare, not even a drop compared to the power of our mighty Lord. So let's let the power of God guide us and let's trust in His mighty hand and let's pray so that we will not fall into temptation and let us not be asleep. There will be a time where we can rest, but right now is not that time. So Father, I pray for Your church. I pray for our people, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we can be strong, Lord, in Your mighty power. And I know, Father, that we are going through many things. Each and every one of us have, have anxieties, have worries, have concerns that we can lay at your feet, Lord, and we do that here this morning. We lay, Father, our concerns to you, and we know, Father God, that you are, you're, you are right there to pick up the pieces for us, Father, because you love us, because you care for us, because you are our mighty God, and you will never leave us nor forsake us, Lord. So, Father, we cast all our anxieties on you. We cast our cares upon you. We cast our worries upon you, Lord. And we ask you, Father, to take care of us. Help us, Father, to see the things that you see. Help us, Father, to look at things that are not just right in front of us, but let us see, Father, the things that are behind it, the spiritual realm. Reveal to us, Father. Help us, Lord Jesus. Help us to be strong, Father, strong men and women and children, Lord ready to serve you, ready to pray, ready to do your will, not our will, but your will, Lord Jesus. 
Let us take the example, Lord, that you have given us, that even though something is not going to be pleasant for us, let us say, Father God, that your will be done, not our will. So, Father, we love you and we praise you, and I pray, Father, that you begin to stir in us, Father, strength and passion and wisdom, Lord, and help us, Father, to understand the gravity of the situation that we need to pray like we haven't prayed before. So, Father, we give everything to you, and I thank you, Father, for letting us be uh, united here, Lord, in, in, the, in this day, Father, in the sun, Father, outside in this parking lot, to praise your holy name, Lord. Your church will endure forever, Lord, and nothing can stop your church. Nothing can stop you from being glorified. So, Father, we come together and we praise you and we glorify you. And I pray for your saints and I pray for those who have not come to you, Lord Jesus. I pray that you move mountains in their lives, Lord, and that they will see the truths of your gospel. And I pray that you move situations around in the, in the lives of those who, who are struggling to know you so that they will see your goodness and that they can make a choice with a clear mind. So, Father, we love you and we praise you and I ask protection over your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.